Welcome to Inside the Upside Down on the Mike Ricksecker audio journey on MikeRicksecker.com. Welcome to Inside the Upside Down. Welcome back, all of those who were watching the edge of the rabbit hole here on the Haunted Road Media YouTube channel. Again, for new subscribers, please go ahead and you know feel free to subscribe to us. Or for new viewers, feel free to subscribe to us. And please go ahead and make sure to click that little bell notification to be updated on everything that we have uh, updated here uh, throughout the week. So I, it's been a long day. So you have to kind of excuse me. And I was already, already losing my voice on the last show. So I've got some tea here with some lemon uh, water added to it. And we'll just see how it goes. So the intro music, I know a little different. And that was from Rio. I had mentioned on one of the other shows that we we're going to be getting some new music from Rio, who's part of the band Firesphere. And so she's scored three pieces for us that was one of them called darkest wonderland so we'll be showing off some of these little pieces of music see which one fits the show the best and roll with it from there so she'll also be scoring some music for our paranormal investigation videos which is going to be very very cool so thank you rio and check out fire spheres music so we're gonna be talking about dreams tonight and you know i don't even have the right screen up here so let me get onto there we go so so i can see all the chat <laughs> and we have a lot of people back in the chat so thank you very much yeah so we're gonna be talking about dreams tonight we were originally going to be talking about the gansfeld experiment but uh shauna got a bit under the weather she is just getting over her gallbladder surgery from last week which is why last week was so crazy with uh no in, uh no edge of the rabbit hole inside the upside down we attempted from uh ended up having to attempt from facebook last week so we were back live here uh so really do appreciate that uh phoenix feather is finally back all right phoenix feather all right and there's tom mcnicholas down in periscope so great to see everybody back periscope back here on youtube and all of that so yeah so we're back live here uh we're going to be doing the gansfeld experiment gansfeld however you want to say it we've had to scratch that for this week we'll do it next week instead because shauna has actually done a gansfeld experiment and she even was she was trying to be a trooper and threw out there like hey i can you know, I could type something up real quick. I could take questions within the chat. And I'm like, you know, just don't worry about it. We'll just do it next week. It's okay. So um, she may or may not appear here. She was trying to set her alarm because she went to take a nap. And so she was trying to set her alarm to get up for the show. And if she's not here, it's okay. Uh, she just needs to get some rest. So here we are talking about dreams. And this is an area in which I've had a lot of interesting experiences and I, I brought this out real quick for those of you who have who have uh, ghost story and case files there is a section in here called the dream journal okay now i've already been on this show to talk about 
how the stories in this book here are you know real history, right? But the stories are fictional tales. That's true, except for the dream journal. <laughs> the dream journal is actually uh, completely true. And those are all different dreams that I've had and really, really interesting experiences because a number of those dreams have either come true, like premonition type, may have been a peek into the past, um, a lot of different interesting takes. Um, Shay is asking, Mike, can you control your dreams? A question right off the bat. Once I realize that I am in a dream, yes. <laughs> uh, but there's a lot of times where it just seems so real that... I don't realize I'm in a dream until either I wake or much later on, and then by by then it's too late. But when when I do realize that I am in a dream, yes, I can control moderately what's going on. Um, uh, Rebecca Gardner have very vivid dreams, like watching a movie. Yeah, and one of the things I do want to throw out there uh, right off the bat is I dream in color. I, I don't know where that old tale came from about people only dreaming black and white. Um, I remember when I was a kid in school that was for whatever reason, whenever we talk about dreams, well, people only dream in black and white. No, <laughs> no, I dream in very, very vivid color. <clears throat> and one that I could talk about like immediately talking about vivid color. Again, my throat. <clears> throat> um, oh, and, and Rebecca, can you wake up from a dream and start from where it stopped when you go back to sleep? Yeah, I've done that before too. Absolutely. And she says she can. So, B3 Airspace, a dream like a Disney movie. This is going to be a popular topic, isn't it? Uh, yeah, Shauna dreams in animation, which is really interesting. So I hope Shauna pops in because that, that's really interesting that she dreams in animation sometimes. But real great example of me dreaming in color. And this is also a really interesting. Um, Tom McNicholas, $10 super chat. Uh, $10, get well, Shauna. Thank you, Tom. Uh, really absolutely appreciate that. So right off the bat, $10 super chat. Super chat, superstar Tom. Thank you very, very much. So, jungle setting, wartime, okay? And I've got a gun. There's guys in the jungle that I'm shooting at. This is what's going on in the dream. And then all of a sudden, and this is a quick dream, uh, all of a sudden, there's one of the enemies right in front of my face, takes a pistol, boom, point blank to the forehead. And all of a sudden... I see all this weird, wild, crazy, vivid, swirling color, like all over the place. It's just swirling and swirling and swirling and swirling. And then after, I don't know, maybe a 30 seconds, minute, I don't, yeah, can't, can't time it. <laughs> you know, it was like after, you know, a few moments, the vivid colors subsided and all of a sudden I'm back in the jungle, but the war is gone. There, there's nobody shooting at each other. It's very quiet. And I'm by myself. So again, I was using that as an example of color, about how I dream in color. But that's also, to me, an example of seeing an image from a past life. Um, I, I believe this was a, a peek into a death that I actually experienced. Um, just given how real it was, and also the timing of it. And the timing of it was that I was born 1974, right? So, you know, think Vietnam. You know, just the whole setting of that 
you know, jungle, people shooting at each other, whatnot. Seems very likely that I was a soldier in Vietnam, met my end there, and then a little while later, was born in 1974. Seems to make sense to me. So, and we're going to end that. Sorry, let me take care of this real quick. Um, no, maybe I didn't do it. Okay. Taking a little care of a little administrative stuff there. Sorry. All right. So. All right. So, yeah, so to me, that was a, a peak at a past life. And we have talked about that one here on before. Um, Vanessa also believes the same. Vanessa Hogel, our uh, co-host on Edge of the Rabbit Hole. And it's the only, really, to me, it's like the only time that I believe I've seen a past life, at least to date. And it was this, it was, it was interesting. Um, I was... In high school, well, actually, no, it wasn't in high school. It was after I graduated because I was I was back home uh, from tech school when I'd first gotten into the military. I was sitting there with my friend Kelly at just a Burger King, and we're talking about this, and different crazy experiences, different dreams, whatnot. And so I relate this to her, and I actually had a guy approach me, and he says, you know, I never do this, but here's my number. I want to talk to you about your dreams sometime. Um being that age and just, okay, creepy guy just <laughs> approached me on, on this. I didn't call the number, um, but it always kind of stuck in the back of my mind. I think I should have. I, I think he, there was something that he wanted to tell me that he wanted to let me know. And now going all these years later, it's like, yeah, there definitely was something there. And I didn't necessarily believe in reincarnation, past lives and all that until, uh, until being with Shauna. I mean, it was there as an interesting idea, but uh, you could say my upbringing, my past faith, all of that stuff kind of got in the way for for a while. Um, but now it's like, yeah, I, I, I believe it to be true. Yeah. So um, I think there are some other questions in here that I missed. Um, saying it makes total sense. Yeah, Tammy, I used to have a recurring nightmare when stress and they went away, migraine started in their place. Oh, I wish my loved ones who have passed would come to me in my dreams, but no. Well, and that's another one that I can talk about here. Um, and Katie Palmer has, what if your dreams are demonic? Okay, hold that thought. <laughs> hold that thought. So, um, visitations from loved ones. I have had that. Um, and thank you for the, uh, the hearts down there in Periscope. Really do appreciate that. So, I have had loved ones actually visit in dreams. These were my grandparents. This was a couple of years ago now. Um, wasn't too long after my grandmother passed away. And oh, we were we we're actually at old my old house, the one that is currently in a ridiculous state of limbo because of my ex. That was, like I said, today was crazy, and that was part of it today. Um, but basically, what was going on, it was ending. The, the whole ordeal was ending. Shit was being cleaned out of there and just kind of going down the counter, cleaning stuff up, just kind of like, it was almost like wiping the filth away, you know? And looking down at the end of the, at the, end of the counter, it was my grandparents. 
Like, what in the world? You know, what are my grandparents doing here? You know, and I did get that that feeling of, okay, everything's going to be okay. Everything's cool. But I went over there to talk to them. And I was like, well, how are you guys doing? What are you doing here? And I knew in my mind that they, they were gone. They were past. That they shouldn't actually be in this moment. But here they were. And they were just letting me know that they were okay. That everything was was fine. Um, we had a big hug. You know, a couple little tears or whatever. And um, and that was kind of the end of the moment. But um, it was really, really very sweet to have that. Um you know, a, a visitation like that. And if you watch the last show, Proving the Paranormal, I actually did talk about another dream visitation. And it wasn't my dream. This was actually my mother's dream. But I believe it really happened. And even, you know, today thinking about it, and I've thought about, I've thought this for years, that um, the dream that she had was of her mother. Uh, her mother died when she was, when my mother was 12 years old, uh, from cancer. And my mother's dreams about her, she had a lot of recurring dreams when she was pregnant with me. Now, she didn't know she was having a boy or anything like that. But in this dream, her mother was there in a wheelchair holding me, uh, boy child, already named Michael, all of that. Um, and it was just kind of a sweet moment of, wow, this is, you know, uh, you know, this is my grandson, you know, and um, I, I just I feel that that really happened, and even for for me in the in the womb, I guess, you know, um, even experiencing part of that visitation myself, even though it was my mother's dream, I feel that there was just such an emotional connection there that I actually felt it as well, um, maybe through time and space or what have you. It was kind of uh, very very interesting the way. Dream inter, uh, dream visitations can, can happen like that. So um, so now back to um, it was Katie Palmer, right? Um, it was a question about uh, dreams and demons, right? Wow, you guys are chatting a lot. <laughs> I can't even find it now. Um, you know, we're, we are without chat shenanigators right now, so it's it's a little difficult. Um, so I have had, not necessarily a dream, okay? Um, and I don't know if it was necessarily demonic either, but laying in bed, and this this almost gets into the whole discussion about sleep paralysis, and we, we've talked about that with shadow people. But laying in bed and feeling like something is trying to enter me. Now, I can't necessarily say demon or anything like that, um, it's happened a couple times and it's a very oppressive feeling like something's pressing down, trying to get in. And I know something's trying to get in. And what I did during those moments is I prayed and I just prayed that whatever, you know, God, whatever this is, you know, get rid of it, get it out of here. Uh, there was one time where, um, and this is actually a little bit different where, I was actually, thank you for the heart sound there in Periscope. Uh, the dream was I was going into the bedroom closet and I felt that something was in there. And I'm looking down and I can't actually see it, but I know it's there. Something is there in the bottom of the closet. And I reached down and 
I grabbed it and I'm throwing it out of the closet. And I'm feeling this in my dream, like, you know, and my arms start shaking and I'm just screaming, get out and throwing this thing out of the closet. I actually woke up screaming, yelling, get out. So um, demonic, I don't believe so. I don't believe it was something demonic, something nefarious, probably, probably. Um, and there it is. What if your dreams are demonic? Not fine. Sitting right there. <laughs> um, now, the one time I did have a demonic dream that I can say, yes, for sure is a demonic dream. That's actually in the dream, the dream journal. And I keep hitting this. That's in the dream journal here on Ghost Story and Case Files. This particular dream started off, um, it was at, it was at a church. It was before, and it's just kind of, remember I've, I've said that I do have a bit, sometimes have premonitions and dreams. Now I'll get to some of those here in a little bit. So I'm at a church and people up on stage are almost being like just televangelists. It was a couple years later, I actually ended up at this church. Um, and there's people and the doors outside and they're like, come on, you, you want to come on out of here. So I go with them. I leave. Um, fast forward a little bit into the dream and there's this battle going on <laughs> for lack of a better term. And we're all kind of flying around at the time. And it's kind of this sense of this is the final battle that, I don't want to necessarily say we have wings or anything like that, but there's all kinds of, you know, nasty creatures that are in the air battling with us. And so I end up head to head with this just nasty looking, I, I just, I, I want to say it's, it was Satan. Um, it could have just been a demon. I don't know. Um, it had all, you know, ugly, nasty characteristics of one. And... I said something to the effect of, um, you know, you're just upset because you know that when this is all said and done, you're not going to exist anymore. And I pissed it off. And so we start duking it out in the air. And so this just battle ensues with these creatures for a while. And then when the dust settled, um, this was kind of weird. I was actually <laughs> near my old neighborhood when I grew up when I was a kid. And it was a very, very peaceful, warm feeling. So the battle was over. We won. There was peace on earth, you know, that whole sort of thing. So kind of an interesting end of the world type of a dream where I actually battled face to face with a demon. So um, Tom McNicholas, why do we dream? I think there's a lot of different reasons. For one, um, the brain's creative, but a lot of times we're trying to our brain is trying to make sense of things going on in our, in our life within those dreams. Sometimes I've had recurring dreams of things going on with my life where um, you know, having a recurring dream of, you know, a particular person I was having a conflict with over and over and over and over again. And um, those dreams didn't stop until I resolved that conflict with that person. So that's one particular reason why we may dream. Um, you know, the... Um, yeah. I think sometimes the, the dreams are, are, are entertainment, you know? Um, you know, sometimes it's, 
you know, a fun ride within the dream. You know, I've had uh, dreams where, you know, we're cruising down the highway and we're having, you know, we're enjoying ourselves. So, you know, it's, and sometimes I think our brain is experiencing escapism. You know, other times I think we're getting, you know, like I talked about, um, you know, visitations. I think, you know, people do come back to visit us sometimes during dreams. Um, or there may be some sort of um, message that we're getting about the future, which is some of the different premonition dreams that I've had. So there's a lot of different reasons why we dream. Um, uh, B3 Airspace, dream, reading Andrea Perrin's first book, Lorraine Warren was casting an evil spirit out of me, uh, was a cartoon, woke up, laughed, and went back to sleep. Nice, that's awesome. Uh, yeah, I love Andrea uh, Perrin's books. They are wonderful. Um, Shay Carol, Mike, can you control your dreams? I, th I thought I got that one earlier, but I'll just... Um, uh, yeah, somebody else asked that, but I'll just um, hit it up again real quick. When I realize that I am in a dream, yes, I can start controlling that uh, dream to, more or less uh, to a degree. So like, I can change the scenery, change where I'm at, um, change what I'm doing. So there's a lot of different aspects about the dream that I can take care of or laugh off what even what's even going on. Like, I'm in a dream. This isn't real. Forget that. So... Um, let me scroll back through here a little bit. Um, B3 airspace, brain, brain chemistry and what you might have eaten before bed. Maybe. <laughs> Maybe. We talk about cobbly wobblers. Right? My mom always used it. You get cobbly wobblers. Now, what is kind of interesting, I'm going to throw this one out there. My favorite cake is Black Forest cherry cake. That is the last thing my mother ate before she went into labor with me. So she had black forest cherry cake for dessert. They went to bed. She woke up, had me. <laughs> so not necessarily a dream. Um, Zippy Davis at Hunter Road Media, Pure Rin Oak, defined demonic dream and what does that mean exactly? Well, what that would mean to me is... Um, a dream in which there are demons that are present. So like it's kind of the one that I was talking about where there was absolutely, you know, there was a, a demon that was in there. Um, whether or not that was like a real demon or it was just my brain fantasizing about an end of the world uh, moment with demons. That's a good question. Um, the church part of it at the beginning was certainly a premonition because I did end up at that specific church. The whole setting was precisely a church that I ended up going to for, for some time. So that was a little interesting. Um, does it mean that the rest of that dream is a premonition? I don't know because we haven't hit the end of the world yet. So I have had another type of end of the world dream <clears throat> where um, apparently I was already a spirit. I was already, I had already passed away. And I was uh, coming down out of the sky. I was flying, but I was coming down out of the sky. And there's like total war zone. Dropping water. Total war zone um, that's going on here. But I'm going down into a house. And there's a mother with a couple of her children in the closet. And I'm trying to tell her it's okay come with me come with me it'll all be okay just come with me um not, i don't really know specifically why i thought everything was gonna be okay with me but i was there 
I knew I was there to give her hope, and I knew I was there to make her feel safe, and I knew I was there to take her with me wherever I was going to go so that she would be in a better place than this crazy wartime zone that was going on. Again, very kind of end-of-days-like. And the thing that was going through my head while I was there, uh, because she refused to come. She refused to come out. Um, the kids were cowering in the corner. They wouldn't come because their mother didn't want to come out. Traffic. Um, and the thought that was going through my head the, was the scripture about how they would hide in caves, you know, during revelations, how they would hide in caves and cower and fright and all that. So this was, while not a cave, but you're in a closet, which is, you could almost see that as a cave. So I had to leave because um, she refused to come. So I thought that was kind of interesting how I was in a like completely different form. I wasn't even like necessarily alive in this dream. I was in spirit form. So very, very different. Um, all right, let's see what else you guys have. Rebecca Gardner, most people dream four to six times a night. Yeah, well, I usually wake up like four to six times a night too. I know I not only sleep for about four hours as it is. Um, so Candy Orton, question. Okay, I did get that. Um, you know, why do we dream? But do dreams reflect our current state of mind? Yeah, they might. Um, and I kind of talked a little bit about that, how... Um, having a conflict with somebody. I kept having those recurring dreams until I resolved the conflict. So, um, let's see. Let me scroll down through here. What else? Um, let's see. Ren Oak, my demon dreams then are very fun and enjoyable. Interesting. <laughs> I don't know about that. Um, See, question, spooky, um, spooky spectacular. What about sex dreams? What do those really mean? Wow, okay. <laughs> Let's go here. Um, am I allowed to say nocturnal emissions? You know, this is <laughs> it's the internet, right? We're adults here. Um, okay. Um, yeah, Candy, you're scrolling way down. You're lagging big time. I know, I'm way behind. I'm talking a lot, not seeing the chat. So, oh, I saw that coming. Yes. Okay. So, let's talk about sex and dreams. Um, well, I mean, it could obviously be a pent up sexual frustration. You know, um, I've I've certainly had that at times where it's been a little while, and you know, you just you, you have that dream that's like, oh shit, that's. <laughs> I mean, for that to happen. You know, accident, clean it up. Um, <laughs> so, yes. <laughs> Externally emotions, yeah. Um, deprived emotions, could be. Um, wow. Fungi, fungi, sex dreams. Another wacky one was you making out with, of all people, Ricky Martin. Wow, there you go. Um, yeah, I mean, I, I think that you know, a lot of times... In those types of dreams, that there, you know, there may be some sort of, um, you know, maybe there's something that we're not getting physically. It, it, it could be, you know, maybe there's not something that we're getting physically in in life at the moment that we're searching for, and it's not necessarily sex, although it could be. Um, there could be just, you know, some sort of, you know, because I I do connect. Um, emotionally, physically, too. Where I mean, just you know, 
caressing or even a hug or something like that, just being close to another. Um, not to get too personal, but there's a connection that Shauna and I have putting our hands over our hearts, and just that connection has been just like electricity, just just like an amazing type of energy transfer. And so there could be that that within the dream. BD Flint, $2 Super Chat, thank you very much. Um, really do appreciate that. That is awesome because you you contributed last show too. Thank you. Um, and it may not necessarily be that with... It may end up turning into a sexual dream, but it may not be that you're looking for a sexual connection, but you're looking for a type of physical connection or maybe you're remembering a type of physical connection and you're experiencing that physicality within the dream and then it works itself into something else. Um, it could also be a premonition of somebody has the hots for you and you're getting feedback that they are... I mean, there's a lot of different reasons. <laughs> so we could take it to some different levels. Um, Carrie Parrish, a lot of uh, a lot of your dreams have to do with loved ones that have passed on. Yeah, and I've... Um, going back earlier, I've had visitations from loved ones in dreams. So... Um, Shay Carol, man, I'm missing out. I've never had an actual sex dream. <laughs> you know, it was really an awkward moment. I'm just going to throw this out there. So in photography class, and I don't know where the teacher was at the time. So there's this girl that I was friends with, and she's just completely random. You know, it was a, another guy that was in the class. And, you know, it's not like they hung out or had anything going on or just, you know, they never really even talk to each other, but all of a sudden she just lets the whole class know that she had a dream that she had sex with him the previous night. It's like, wow, okay, that's just completely freaking random. So, I don't know. Um, oh, and then um, we've got Jen, a $5 super chat. Sorry, I missed that. Uh, I'm busy running my mouth. <laughs> this is what's going on. So, uh, BD Flint with the $2 super chat. And then, and then Jen with the $5 super chat. Thank you very much. Um, sorry if I, I missed those a little bit there. So um, love that. Um, what am I missing here? <laughs> People are living La Vida Loca with Ricky Martin. Oh, my God. That's crazy. Um, oh. Uh, Patrick Snaggletooth, 75, when my mother-in-law was nine, her father passed away from complications with asthma. I'm sorry. A month after he died, he visited my mom by sitting on her bed. Yeah. Um, we do get visitations from time to time from, uh, from loved ones. So, um, <laughs> Dawn, who needs porn when you have sex dreams? <laughs> um, so, Okay. So Jen had a dream about Prince. Okay, cool. Andrew Cox is taking the Fourth and Fifth Amendments. <laughs> okay, so some of the other uh, we'll, we'll we'll skip away from sex. We could talk ectogasms. <laughs> Somebody get Mike a sock. Yeah, I see that. Okay. Um, yeah. <laughs> All right. So something else that I did want to talk about uh, some different premonition dreams. So. Um, Fungi, fungi, dreamt about Bill Clinton. Wow. <laughs> Some of the different premonition dreams. This has actually come up in... Like, I already mentioned the one about the church. 
But there's been a, a couple times here involved with the paranormal and investigations, researching and whatnot. So, um, in in during the dream journal in here. So one of them was when I was first offered a contract for my first ghost book, which was Ghosts of Maryland. And I was still kind of, it was almost like a no-brainer, but, you know, I still wanted to mull it over a couple of days, look at, the, you know, the terms of the contract, stuff like that. And so I had a dream that I was walking into this historic building, historic house, and I'm looking around like, wow, this is a fantastic place. I'm in the big entrance hall. You know, row of chairs that are sitting there. And I decide that I want to sit down, kind of observe, take it in, all that. So I do that and I sit down. Then after, you know, a minute of kind of absorbing the location, I decide I want to get up. Except something was pushing me down. It was keeping me there. And I couldn't get out of the chair. And I'm trying and I'm trying and I'm trying. And... Finally, whatever it was that was pushing me down released me, and I got up. I ended up, you know, walking out of the house. What the heck was that? Um, so, the very first place that I went to when I first started researching Ghosts of Maryland was Montpelier Mansion in Laurel, Maryland. And the way you enter that is actually they've they've built a little um, the gift shop and administrative area off on the side. So it's not part of the original building, but they've added it onto that. And so that's kind of where you enter through and you uh, you walk through. It's like a, um, it's not the dining room, but it's another kind of sitting room area and then some hallways and whatnot. Um, so you work through that part of the house. And when you get to the middle, there's the big entrance hall with the two doors on either side. And sure enough, there's a row of chairs. And I'm looking at this like, holy crap, this is straight out of my dream. I didn't enter it the same way, but that entrance hall, that entrance hall and the way the chairs are lined up and all that was just straight out of, boom, this is, this is what I dreamt about. I did not sit down. <laughs> not that I thought that anything was going to actually push me down in the chair and keep me there, but it was just like, you know... I had that dream, and maybe I should kind of adhere to the dream and you know, not sit there. But uh, yeah, so it, it kind of confirmed for me that I was definitely doing what I should be doing. That um, that writing this book and researching on these different locations in Maryland was absolutely the path that I should be taking. So, Candy Orton, yes, Mike, I have those dreams all the time. Cool. Very, very cool. So another one would be, um, this was, this was like a couple years re removed that, um, just the way the stairs were. So I was, I was with some people. <clears throat> I didn't know who I was really with at the time. I was with some people and we enter this historic house, um, big, beautiful old house. And... I come up the front stairs of that house and, you know, I kind of look down and it has this, um, you know, railing where you kind of overlook that big entrance hall. It's really large. Um, and I'm actually seeing spirits and, you know, ghosts flying around in this dream. And then you walk down the hall 
and there's another set of stairs that goes down the back and into the kitchen. And when I got into the kitchen, you know, there's some of the people that I had been with, and we're just kind of talking about the house. And then there's a back door where there are some dogs outside. So I got to this house. Um, this was in Wagner. That, yeah, it was Wagner, Oklahoma. Historic house there. And um, okay, I got to hit that. So, um, got to this historic house in Wagner, Oklahoma. Sorry, I had to hit a show button over there. And it's like, this is familiar. What's going on? I recognize this place. And so I go up the stairs <laughs> and I'm looking over the railing. They didn't see spirits or ghosts or anything, but I'm looking over the railing and it's like, this is really freaking familiar. I've seen this. I know I've seen this. But there's the hall. So I go walking down the hall, and then there's stairs that go down into a kitchen. And there's some of the people that I was with, part of the team. And we're chatting. I'm like, holy shit. you got to be kidding me. Outside the back door, there were some dogs. <laughs> so I was like, wow, I've dreamt of this place. And it was like years removed from each other. So definitely, you know, premonition dreams. A absolutely. And so... I absolutely believe that we can have, you know, premonitions while while we're asleep, while we're dreaming. And why those particular places? Well, I, I kind of explained the Maryland one. I understand that one. The Wagner one, I really still don't know why I had a dream of that. Because that particular, it was an interesting investigation. We didn't ever follow up from it. Um, I don't know. There was some... A little bit of interesting evidence. It just may have been one of those things to let me know that I do have a little bit of something going on with the dreams. I don't know. I don't know. Um, are you guys still in the sex dream? Seriously? Wow. Okay. Yeah, I'm, we're not going back there. <laughs> um, so let me know if you have any other questions relating to the actual dreams, though. Um, yeah, so let's see, B3 Airspace, woke up in the Haunted Castle, it was fun, yeah, I'd like to have a Haunted Castle dream, I don't think I've had one of those, um, <laughs> so, um, Rebecca Gardner, to, oh, I'm, I'm sorry, Rebecca, really sorry about that, okay, so Ether Shadow, um, have wacky dreams, like the time I had a huge lasagna noodle that was that buttered the bottom proceed to slide down a long hill road. Now that's funny. A pasta dream. <laughs> um, yeah, you know, dreaming about food. Oh my gosh. Um, yeah, there are some times where you start dreaming about food and you just wake up extremely hungry. And I think that's just kind of plain and simple. You know, that's a physiological thing where your body is hungry and you start dreaming about food. Unfortunately, sometimes you can start dreaming about really good food that you don't have in the house. <laughs> you wake up, you're like, oh man, I could really go for that. Um, and you just can't get it. Um, so have food will travel. There you go. Have food will astral project. So... The movie Dreamscape. Okay, Dreamscape got thrown out here. 
So the movie Dreamscape said that if you if you dream, you die. You die in real life. You know, Dreamscape. Now that's that was a influential movie for me to a degree when I was a kid. Um, they're wrong, by the way, because I have died in a dream. You know, I one of the first things I talked about in this particular episode was shot point blank to the head, and um, that was it. Saw all the vivid colors. Obviously, I was dead. Um, of course, that could just be a memory if it was a memory of a past life, but still, it happened in a dream. So I would say I died in the dream. A lot of times in a dream, uh, I've had the falling dreams where falling, 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 and something slows me down at the very end, and you know, then I don't crash into the ground. But um, yeah, Dreamscape was very interesting because that was one where um, you could get into somebody's dream, and you know, at the very beginning. Um, it's an old movie with Dennis Quaid, and you know he's trying to um, you know help people. He's trying to get into their dreams and help them with their nightmares. One of them was you know with a kid, and uh, you know the kid had the you know nasty creature in it, and you know he he showed the kid how he could basically uh, make sure that the the creature didn't scare him anymore. They could put him away. So there's a whole you know, plot line with you trying to get into the president's dream and all that stuff. But um, it gave me the idea and the thought of, okay, so we could, with our minds, there's, a, there's something within us that could go out and, you know, maybe reach into others' thoughts or um, experience a world outside of our own bodies. And so, I saw the I saw the question. Did I see myself dead in that uh, Lee Earl? No, I didn't actually see myself dead. Basically, what happened was um, I saw a whole bunch of swirling colors, and then um, after a little while, I was back in the jungle by myself, alone. There was no war going on anymore, and um, and that was essentially it. Um, but in any case, so it gave me the idea that I could with my mind go out and do other things that the mind had a capability of doing things external from my own body and so as a teenager i attempted that and got super super relaxed laying uh prone in bed laying on my back in bed prone would be on the stomach so i was on my back not prone <laughs> i'm sorry um so I was laying on my back in bed, straight out, and it relaxed, got relaxed, and I'm just concentrating. Really, I went into a meditative state, didn't, did not realize what in the world I was doing. And so, after a few minutes of this, I started getting extremely relaxed. I started feeling like I was starting to maybe float a little bit. Started getting this electrical type feeling. I felt these waves, and it was the waves that did it. The waves kind of freaked me out a little bit, like, what the hell is going on? And when those waves started, I stopped, <laughs> and I just, like, woke up. I was like, whoa, what the hell was that? I say wake up, but basically I just snapped out of the meditative state that I was in. So, supine, there you go, Tammy. Yes, I was supine, not prone. So, and Pamela, astral, yes, that was on the precipice 
of astral projecting. I did not realize what in the world I was doing at the time. Of all the times that I've tried to repeat that since, I've not been able to do it. <laughs> so, whatever. Because basically, my body's so tired right now that any time that I actually try or attempt to do it, I just crash right out and fall asleep. So, um, yeah, it was, for me at that age, um, kind of scary. Because I just didn't realize what in the world I was doing. Um, but it would have been interesting to actually experience. Um, let's see. What else you guys got? Mickey Doll. Late again. What'd you miss? Um, missed a lot. <laughs> Go back, rewind. No. Um, it was just been, we've been talking about dreams and a lot of different states of those dreams and what they may actually mean. And yeah, Ether Shadow, I was almost ready to astral project. Yep. <laughs> I was. And like I said, I haven't been able to get back there since. Um, that was, how old was I? Like, 15, 16 years old, something like that. Yeah, that was a, it was about that age. So, what else do we want to talk about with dreams here, guys? Um, we've covered a lot of different topic, topics, a lot of different things that I've experienced with dreams. Um, you know, it's a... Um, I think there's a lot of ground here that we could, you know, really explore with dreams. I think it's, it's, it's almost like and I say this with the paranormal anyways, with the supernatural, that, you know, there's a, another frontier here that uh, that can be explored. And so, you know, with dreams, it's almost like an alternate reality. Um, astral projecting would, I guess, pretty much be a different reality where you'd see, you'd see that world beyond what we currently see. So... Um, Lee Earl, do you think it's possible to see yourself dead in a dream, like an outer body experience in a dream? Um, to actually see yourself dead, like, um, like you've, like you've died and you're rising up above your body and you see yourself, um, maybe I haven't had that experience. I ha like I said, I've died in a dream, but I didn't see myself dead. Um, I know when people astral project that they can see their own bodies. Uh, so, but that's not necessarily dreaming either. So, um, yeah. Question for you from Snaggletooth. Um, I had a dream that I was on the Titanic and woke up when I landed in the water. Could that mean that you were on the Titanic in a previous life? I mean, it could. Um, it could mean that you're on the Titanic, um, you know, or, or it could be just one of those adventurous dreams. You know, it's it's kind of hard to tell sometimes with those. You know, um, you know, I've had I've had dreams where, you know, I was I was at Fenway Park playing baseball. Um, you know, I was a I was a baseball player as a kid, but I've had some of those dreams throughout my adult life too. Um, it, it it didn't happen just because of the way that uh, my my life worked out, <laughs> you know. Um, I think that there's a part of me if I would have taken different paths and made different choices within my life that sure I I had enough talent where I could have possibly made it to that level, um, but it never happened. But I have had those dreams of, of being there at Fenway Park uh, and, and playing baseball and knowing and you know experiencing um, playing baseball in those in in that environment. Um, Excuse me. 
Um, you know, there's others where I've been on stage playing with Motley Crue. You know, I, I, I'm not practiced up, but I do play guitar. Um, yeah, here's an interesting one. So, so this happened. Um, it, it's almost like a Nikki Six premonition, but also me playing with Motley Crue. So, um, <laughs> I had this dream that I was being tapped to not replace, but take over for some shows for Nikki Six uh, with Motley Crue. Now, this is after. This is actually pretty recent, like within the past year uh, that this happened. And um, they were looking for me to, for whatever reason, I don't know why this happened to me, to play bass. And I, I play regular guitar. I also played bass in a, in a band for a while. Um, and so I'm, I'm getting up there kind of doing my thing. I look over at Tommy. Tommy's, Tommy Lee plays piano sometimes, too. He's over there. He's playing a Warrant song for some reason. So it was kind of weird that that was going on. But it was like the very next day, um, Nikki Six posted on his on his Facebook page that he um, hadn't been doing anything for a while and, and felt retired. So I was like, okay, <laughs> that was just kind of weird. Um, so I guess the point is, is that sometimes our dreams put us into, you know, kind of alternate realities of maybe places that um, we would like to experience uh, for historic locations, maybe things that you know we would have liked to have gone back and seen or had an interest in. Maybe I mean, if you're talking Titanic, maybe you don't necessarily want to see the things sinking, but people do have an interest in the Titanic and wondering how everything went down, how things happened. So that could also be, or maybe you were the Titanic. I don't know. It's hard to say sometimes. Um, yeah, there's Tim Heisman on my way home, sweet home. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, and Mickey, the Motley Crue did their farewell tour a couple years ago. That's why it was, you know, kind of weird that I was having this dream. But um, but Nicky was still playing with 6AM, um, you know, his, his other band. But, you know, he hadn't done much apparently for a while and was saying he felt retired. Um, he was doing, he, he posted something where he was doing something for charity the other day. Um <laughs> Let's make Mike feel like he's dreaming by smashing that like button. That always helps, too. So, yeah. Um, it's kind of weird we got a Motley Crue on here. <laughs> All right. Um, what else you guys got? B3 Airspace. I hate it when I wake up and my socks are on backwards. I, I, interesting. <laughs> How do they get on backwards? You know, you know, something we didn't actually cover here, because it's never happened to me. So... Um, but it it, ha it does happen to other people, and I don't know if it's happened to any of you down in there. Alien abductions. People dream of alien abductions. So I'm not here to say it's aliens, but um, it's aliens. <laughs> no, it, it's it's an interesting question though. So when people dream of alien abductions, do those abductions really happen, or is it just? a dream. You know, some of these experiences are very, very realistic. People swear that they happen. Um, they have unusual things that, and not saying that your socks being on backwards mean you're abducted by, by aliens, but there are certain features and characteristics and things that people wake up having on them, like different marks, um, or it could be a clothing change or what have you. Um, maybe they don't realize how they got naked, at, you know. Um, so there's different things that that happened that they're like, you know, this 
seemed like a dream, but it was real. They swear it was real. Um, you know, the same thing has happened with with shadow people. You know, a lot of people excuse off, well, sleep paralysis, and you're dreaming, you're still hallucinating, being in that state between, you know, a dream and reality. And I've talked many times before about with shadow people that, you know, I've had real sleep paralysis and did not experience shadow people. I've seen shadow people and have not had sleep paralysis at that same time. So, um, and I think it's just a really interesting topic that, you know, with either one of those, you know, be, because it happens, and they don't always happen while we're sleeping. People have alien abductions while they're driving down the road. People see shadow people, you know, you know, all the time, you know, even when they're not sleeping. But in those particular cases where you are sleeping, you know, the medical community or whatever try to pawn it off as, you know, something to do with the dream state. And so I don't believe so. <laughs> and so I've never had, honestly, I've never had a UFO or an alien experience. It doesn't mean I don't believe in them. I just haven't had those experiences yet. So, um, so I'll, I'll address it, Patrick. Um, Snaggletooth, why do people always say that aliens annually probe people? Well, they don't always say that. Um, Apparently, that has happened to some people that have been abducted, but it doesn't happen to all that have been abducted. Some people talk about, um, yes, people, we'll go back to sex real quick. Some people do talk about sex with aliens. I'll throw that out there real quick. But there's other, there's other places, like people believe, um, you know, implants, or they've been cut into, uh, in a lot of different things. So um, people have talked about things with the eyes, um, or things that have gone into their I keep hitting this. There are things that have gone into their mouth. So there's a lot of different ways in which these abductions, when they're physically uh, manipulated, it, there's a lot of different things. Sometimes that doesn't happen at all. Um, and it's just, you know, like a visitation or, you know, they're taken up to the ship. It's not always like a uh, medical experiment. A lot of times it is. So... Um, Shake hair. I hate the effing term sleep paralysis when it comes to the paranormal. So do I. So do I. And, you know, because the medical community likes to say, this is what happens. That you're experiencing, you're experiencing sleep paralysis and you're caught in a state between, you know, waking and sleeping and you're hallucinating things. Now, there is a real sleep paralysis. It's legit. I've experienced it a couple of times. Like I said before, I didn't experience anything paranormal when that stuff happened. It was in a very compromising position. I fell asleep. I did not want to be asleep at the time, but my body was so exhausted. Boom, I went there. Um, my brain knew this, that my body had fallen asleep, but I was still conscious and aware. And so it was the first time it happened to me was very scary because I couldn't move my body. I was like, holy crap, what do I do? And so I was able to after calming myself down, um, I was able to concentrate first wiggling the toes and working up my body to get myself um, unparalyzed. I knew that the second time around, so it was a little easier to get unstuck. Um, didn't see anything paranormal at that time, no shadow people, nothing going on. There have been other times now, I've talked about my very first paranormal experience where I saw a shadow person. I didn't know it was a shadow person at the time. I was a kid. Person, dark figure, standing in my room. Like, holy shit, what's that? 
and I'm like, I'm trying to scream. And this is the one part you can see a quote unquote paralyzed. I tried to scream, but sometimes you're so freaking scared that you open your mouth and nothing comes out. Um, and that's essentially what happened. My mouth did open, you know, so that moved. The saddle person came up, crossed my arms across my body. Oh, my arms are moving. Not paralyzed. It ran off down the hall. My head turned. I saw it run off down the hall. I wasn't paralyzed. Um, but what I always throw back at that thing about sleep paralysis, shadow people, that is, okay, so if, if this is true, if it's a hallucination, okay, why is it always a person? You know, whether it's a humanoid figure or a hat or a hooded figure or whatever, why is it always a, a human type figure? Because I dream about a lot more than people, you know? Um, there's entire buildings, you know, a row of chairs, you know, I was talking about earlier. There's airplanes, there's roller coasters, there's cars, there's trees, there's all kinds of crap that I dream about. So if I'm really hallucinating and a part of my dream has now, you know, visually entered my physical world, then why isn't any of that other crap present in my room? It's not, it's just this person. So if I was really hallucinating, it would be all this other shit. It'd be like Alice in Wonderland, you know, popped up in my room. You know, we'd have the, um, you know, the mushroom and the centipede and the, you know, whatever, the white rabbit running around and shit, right? The Cheshire cat, they're grinning. Hey. Um, okay. So what else you guys got? We are kind of winding down here. Um, Shauna just messaged me. She just woke up. Um, she's going to try to tune in here for the last couple minutes. So that's cool. Um, so we hope she is doing well. I know she wasn't feeling very well. Um, and yeah, that's creepy. <laughs> Thanks. I was going for the whole creepy thing. Anything else you guys want to talk about concerning dreams? We've kind of hit on a lot of things here. Greg Rankin, I've had sleep paralysis several times. Always frightening. Yeah, it is. It is because your body's totally conscious or your mind is totally conscious while your body can't move. And so it does make you kind of wonder for a moment, am I ever going to be able to move again? You know, which is a scary thought, um, especially the first time it happened to me. The second time it happened was more of um, I, I didn't want to be found where I was at the time. I was asleep like I was. Well, not necessarily asleep. And see, that's the weird thing is that they would have seen me as asleep there, but I was totally conscious and awake. So it almost makes you wonder if, um, and, and I don't know if any of you have ever been in a coma, but it makes you wonder if that's what it's like in a coma, that you're, everything's just totally on lockdown except for your mind. You know, I could hear things that were going on. Um, so that it is, it is kind of scary. You know, okay, can I get myself out of this? You know, and the first time around it happened to me, I had, I, I wasn't sure. I was definitely frightened the first time around. Uh, Bethany Warner, my dreams become real. I just know that they will come true in a day or two. Now, that's interesting because um, the ones of mine that have come true, not all my dreams come true. And I wouldn't want all my dreams to come true. There's some weird shit that goes down in, in some of my dreams. Um, but the ones that do come true for me, the timing of them are really well spaced apart. Sometimes sometimes it is within a couple of days. Other times, like I said, it's been a couple of years. And so I don't know why that is. Why, why is it that 
you know, some of these dreams are, are spread out like that between the time that they really happen, and why other times is it a more compact, immediate uh, type of thing? Because the the one about uh, Montpelier Mansion, that was like within a month, maybe a couple of weeks. Um, the one with uh, you know the church and all that stuff, that was like a couple of years, maybe a year. Yeah, that was more like a year. <clears throat> the one at Wagner, that historic house there, that was a couple of years. So, um, yeah, I, I don't know why that is. So, um, yeah, Shay, thank God for unanswered prayers. Um, so what else you guys got? Um, yeah, Greg, very frightening. Your legs are paralyzed three years old. Yeah, for a three-year-old, that would be absolutely terrifying. Um, and let's see what else you guys got. I just I scrolled a little bit too far. Um, how do you feel about past life dreams? I've had the same dream since I was a kid. It keeps repeating. Okay, uh, that's from Paige Lee. Um, so Paige, um, <laughs> there's Shauna. So here and listening, you feel like ass, but I'm awake. Uh, good to see you, my love. How are you? <laughs> Hope you're feeling a little bit better. Yes, you missed the sex ed class. Um, you missed the nocturnal emissions. <laughs> um, okay, but to address the uh, question from uh, from Paige, so let me scroll back up to that and repeat it. How do you feel about past life dreams? So I've had one that I know for, I'm like 99% sure that it's a past life dream. I mentioned that earlier, and that was basically Vietnam. You know, it, I didn't say Vietnam in my dream, but the whole description of it is, you know, jungle, warfare, all of that. Um, and just considering the year that I was born, I basically saw my death in that dream. Um, point blank shot to the head. And I believe I saw my death from a past life. Um, now there was this, and maybe it was just me being a goofy kid at the time, but I used to, I used to say it sometimes when I was a kid. I had a number of dreams when I was a, uh, as a, when I was a child of alligators. I don't really know why. So as a kid, I used to say some stuff like, oh, maybe I was an alligator in a past life. In the dreams, I wasn't an alligator. But there were a number of times that alligators would be within my dreams. So I don't think necessarily that was a past life, but I used to kind of joke around about that as a kid. Um, but yeah, there was the... I, I believe that you can have dreams of past lives. How do you tap into that? Like, how, how could you consciously tap into that? I'm not sure. Now, we talked about... Now, this is interesting. We didn't actually get into this in the Mirror episode when we were on uh, Edge of the Rabbit Hole. But there are people that believe that um, through the use of mirrors, you can get glimpses of past lives. So that might be something to try if you're looking to uh, find out more about past lives. I don't know how to purposefully access that in a dream state, but it might be it might be worth trying. Um, now, some people also have said that you can view the past while astral projecting, and while not necessarily a dream state, because you're kind of like borderline there when you project, at least from my understanding of it. Um, that may be a way to access that if. I guess if you know who you were in a past life, to be able to go there and, and access that. So, um, 
<sighs> yes, and by all means, everybody, please uh, send out some positive energy to uh, Shauna as she is still recovering from the gallbladder surgery that she had last week. So, and for those of you that didn't know, that was the whole that was the whole reason why last week ended up all kinds of crazy weird. You know, we ended up we ended up going <laughs> Facebook Live last Wednesday um, to do Inside the Upside Down which was really kind of crazy, poor quality. We ended up uploading it to YouTube. Edge of the Rabbit Hole was completely gone. It was just an awkward week. So, um, yeah, and then Shauna had zero warning about that. So, all right. Yes, we talked about socks. We talked about aliens. Um, uh, Buddha 61 okay, recurring dreams. Um, I did mention recurring dreams um, for, for a few minutes. So I'll touch on that again here real quick. And at least with me, I mean, I'm just talking like my experiences here. Um, and maybe a little bit that I've heard from, from others, but mostly I'm talking about my own experiences here. My own experiences with recurring dreams is um, they will happen when I need to resolve something with somebody. And I will keep, um, I'll keep dreaming about that person. Um, a lot of times it's consistent like if if it's like an immediate need, it'll be like night after night after night. Other times it's spread out, but those dreams will go away when I resolve it. So, um, I mean, one particular instance, uh, maybe seven years ago, I was having a, a conflict with a with a family member, and you know it was like night after night after night after night. I was like, oh shit, I better go talk to him. <laughs> so. We had a talk, we had a conversation, we had it out, and recurring dreams uh, went away. So um, I have other ones that pop up now um, on a semi-regular basis that I'm pretty positive would go away if they got resolved, but they're not going to get resolved anytime soon. So um, it happens. Um what else you guys got? Positive thoughts and energy for Shauna and a speedy recovery. Thank you for giving her those positive vibes. Um, and Shauna's health is more important to us, Mike. Well, good, good. It is. <laughs> Shauna's health is very important. So, And Shauna is saying, I actually project in dreams a lot more often, it seems. Um, that does seem to, to tend to uh, happen to her. So yeah, like I said earlier, I've I've not been able to harness that astral projection as an adult. I had that one time <laughs> as a kid, and you guys picked up on it. I wasn't even I wasn't even using the term astral projection. I just described what was going on. There were like three of you at least in the chat. They were like, "He was about to." And I was, yeah, I was about to, and I know now I was about to. So anytime I try it now, I fall asleep. So all right. Um, Ever had anyone ever have serial dreams? I have several ones that get added through my life. Not sure what they mean. Um, well, I mean, I, I mean, I like different serials. Like, um, you know, Just Right was my favorite for a while. I don't even think they make it anymore. Uh, Blueberry Morning. I'm kidding. <laughs> um, serial dreams that kind of like back to back to back. Um, I will, it's interesting, um, I will occasionally 
have a dream that I know is either influenced by or a continuation of something from like long ago is usually not they're usually not close to each other um, but I will remember in a dream that I've had this dream before and that's a lot of times usually when I realize suddenly oh I'm in a dream um, <laughs> Don, Don you don't have to apologize for asking about the sex dream in chat um, but <laughs> um, to uh, serial dreams. So when they've happened, it's usually, and we talked about it before, when you wake up from a dream and fall back asleep and go right back into that same dream, that's when it'll happen for me. Um, if it's, it's otherwise like really spaced apart. Um, it's not episodic so much like that. I don't know, um, but I think um, so. B3 airspace serial. I think I continued to dream. Yeah, um, I'll, I'll do that. Dream of serial times the lights will not work. Okay, interesting. Um, yeah, it, it but it, it happens for me, um, like right after each other, or just like I said, for long periods of time in between. It's kind of weird. Um, Okay, Mickey, Dole, I get the precog dreams too. Interesting. Um, yeah, yeah, I'll get the um, dreams of pre uh, precognition. Always happens the next day, and see that's that's the thing for me where it's not. I don't know if I've ever had it the next day. The closest I, I think the soonest for me has always been like a couple of days, and then sometimes for me it's a couple of years. You know. Um, and Shauna might always happen anywhere for 24 hours before the week's end. Yeah, I just usually usually for me, I think it's probably a more it's more of a distance. Yeah, sometimes it's sooner, like the Montpelier Mansion one is sooner, but other ones are like just a lot further down the road. So yeah, I can't take those dreams as anything of. And see, that's where it makes it harder for me is because I I'll have a dream. And it's like, okay, that's interesting, but I can't ever know if it's if it's precog or premonition or anything like that because of the fact that it might be years down the road and it'll happen and they'll be like, oh shit, I dreamed about that. I know exactly what that was. So, um, Lee Earl, uh, dreams are like yourself in another life at a, at a different time. Could be, could be. Um, yeah, Imla Buddha 61. Some dreams are so real that I don't know if it really happened or not. Um, yeah, that's <laughs> one time that happened to me that had some actual repercussions and caused a major argument. I actually dreamed one time that I paid the bills, you know, sitting there, you know, 20, 20 some odd years ago, you know, writing when you'd write out checks to mail. And, and I had dream, I had a dream that I'd, I did the bills, and um, so bills forgot to get sent. <laughs> <laughs> that month uh, or at least that half of the month and so that um yeah <laughs> that was a weird one um so shauna lately i've been dreaming in big old abandoned places made of stone and never recognized them but no research i find them which is very very cool and so we need to get to some of those places absolutely what are the uh, tom mcnicholas what are the difference between night dreams and day dreams um 
So, yeah. So there's there's a couple different ways to take that. So are you talking about dreaming at night and then dreaming during the day? Because you can like fully fall asleep during the day and have dreams. A daydream, like quote unquote daydream to me, is kind of like my uncle Bobby would call it coasting. Kind of like you close your eyes and you kind of sit back and you go into like a little bit of a dream state. And so you have like some images and some visions come across and you're just you're just coasting. You're not like fully knocked out asleep and like and just out. Um, you just you're, you're kind of there, you know, you're catching a couple of Z's real quick um, and you start having some images come through. So, um, you know, you might not even necessarily have your eyes closed. Like um, I used to do this shit a lot on the bus when I was a kid. If I wasn't reading, this is this is one of the reasons why I got picked on a bit as a kid. Um, if I wasn't reading on the bus, which I did a lot, um, there'd be times I would just be sitting there looking out the window. You know, I'm watching the stuff go by, but my brain is like completely somewhere else. It's like off in another world, and I'm just like fantasizing about other shit. That's that's kind of daydreaming to me. Um, but you can just like literally zonk out and have like full-fledged dreams during the day too um <laughs> ether shadow don't quit your night dreams till your daydreams pay yeah no shit <laughs> um so um what else we got <laughs> Tammy asked me I knew my hubby was going to ask me to marry him because he had nightmares about it and talked him to sleep wow that is funny wow that's hilarious so Luli Tubi driving but listening thank you just be careful please um, I, I, I do that at times but peek at the video and, which is probably not a good thing um, but I do that sometimes <laughs> So just be careful, please. Um, B3 Airspace is on a regular basis during the day. <laughs> um, Tom McNichols, I daydream while re when reading a lot. I'll do that too. There, there'll be times where, where I'm reading, and it's not even necessarily about the book that I'm reading. <clears throat> My mind goes someplace else, and it just starts doing its thing. Yep. <clears throat> Shauna, yes, he does. Scares her. Well... With a nine-hour drive, when I go to Shana's house, and it might be longer, maybe shorter, depending on where I'm going, if I'm going somewhere else. Um, I still want to make that time useful, and so um, there's different things that I'll pop on, usually documentaries, or um, there's you know specific videos and people that I watch, like on YouTube and whatnot, that um, yeah, they have helpful advice about, you know, like doing the videos here and and all that stuff. So I want to get that information, feed that information to me while I'm driving. So some of it might be in podcast form and I'll listen, and I'll listen to that way. So, um, so be three or space. So not look at vids or phone during driving. Listen to tunes. I'll, I'll listen to tunes a lot. Enigma underground radio. <laughs> listen to that. Uh, but there's like, I, I kind of treat it like a podcast really. You know, like some some of them, the only way you can get them is on like YouTube, and so you know, 
and just listen. You can listen to it like a podcast. And some of them that I listen to actually end up eventually later on getting uploaded as podcasts to people's different podcast channels. So um, B3 does all of that. Shh, you're giving away my secrets. Um, that's bad. Um, all right. So Shay, oh my God, nine hour drive. You're saying boyfriend has issues with one hour. Yeah, it's nine hours, 500 miles. And I do it as often as I can. Um, yeah, there's the shame finger. I see, I see. All right, well, guys, it is, um, it's getting late. <laughs> we could probably talk a lot more about dreams. But I think we covered a lot of different, uh, a lot of different topics, a lot of area here. And, um, you know, if there's anything else that you guys, you know, have questions about or want to know, you know, shoot me a message. Um, yeah, and soon I won't have to worry about that drive. Yep, that's true. That's true. So, um, okay. So a couple of things here. Yeah, if you're new to this channel, please go ahead and subscribe. For those on Periscope, and there's still some of you guys down there, so that's awesome. I uh, appreciate you guys watching. The The main feed here is on is on YouTube, which is why I say that sort of stuff. So, uh, But thank you down there in Periscope as well. Um, so if you're new, please go ahead, subscribe, hit the little notification button. Uh, we'll go ahead and do shout outs here in a minute. Thank you for the hearts down there in Periscope. That's awesome. Love that. Um, and thank you guys. for So Super Chat Superstars. So um, let's see here. Let me go back through. We started at this one was 11. So uh, for this session was Tom McNicholas, BD Flint, and Jen Super Chat Superstars. Really appreciate that. You guys have been awesome tonight. Um, so let's get into, oh, before, just before I get into the shout outs. So uh, real quick, the event, I know some of you already heard stuff about the event that we're doing in June in Alton, Illinois, Mineral Springs Mall. So go check out our page on Facebook, facebook.com slash Haunted Road Media, which will have the event there for the Haunted Road Media Paracon. So, and that's right, Dan, true love knows no miles. I get in that freaking car and go and just hit the road. I do it anytime. Um, <clears throat> so we have a lot of great speakers that are coming out. Uh, they're going to be there. We also have a lot of great vendors lined up. There's going to be live music. Uh, there's a paranormal investigation at night there at the Haunted Mineral Springs Mall Hotel, whichever one you want to call it. They call it the mall now, but it was the hotel, right? So check that out. Come on out. We're going to have a great time. A lot of us are going to be there. I know Tom is going to be there. Um, Shauna, of course, is going to be there. Um, who else is coming? There's a crap ton of people that are coming. We've got how many speakers we have lined up, Shauna? Like 10 speakers, 12 speakers, something like that. I don't know. A bunch more vendors. Uh, Riverbend Paranormal is helping us with the investigation on Saturday night. So, of course, Vanessa's going to be there as well. Uh, a lot of great people. Uh, Gwen is going to be there. So, cool stuff. So, um, so come on out. Check that out. All right. So, let's get into the shout outs. Yeah, Gandra Cox is going to be there. Um, and Tim Schoen, uh, positive thoughts heading towards Shauna. Thank you. Didn't realize you're down there in the chat. So, um, so there's Tim down there in the chat. Thank you for the hearts down there in Periscope. Do appreciate it. Um, I'll get into the shout outs. Uh, Katie Palmer, thank you. Tammy Heitzman was going to come, and her daughters are subtle, got in the way, <clears throat> which 
we hope they move that resettle. You should you should tell them we should petition them. That's right. Or we're gonna send Vinny and Tito over, make them an offer they can't refuse. They have them move the date. <laughs> um yeah, B3 airspace. Um yeah, out in Kansas. Well, you know, I mean we could always we, you know, Jesse Limecooler from Belvoir Winery came into our chat the other night when we uh, went live <clears throat> on Facebook the other night. He, um, we've talked before in the past about maybe doing an event out there. So that's just in Liberty, Missouri. So right there uh, toward the uh, border of Kansas. Uh, Adam Tillery, that's where I met him. He He's in um, Lawrence, Kansas. So he's coming out. Um, so, yeah, I mean, there's, it's, I'll, it's me. It's all in the area. I, I go as far as I can anyway. Um, yeah, just astro project there. There you go. <laughs> um, so, shout outs. B3 Airspace, thank you very much. One of our fantastic deep down the rabbit hole Patreon patrons, along with Tom McNicholas and Grizz. I don't know, was Grizz in here tonight? Maybe he's lurking in the background there. Uh, so Andrew Cox, uh, Tim Schoen, uh, Tammy Heisman, we hit all we hit all you people. Zippy Davis, thank you very much. Thank you for joining us. Of course, Shauna, the chat shenanigator, shenanigating the last few minutes of the chat. I really do appreciate that. I hope you're feeling better, my love. Um, so uh, Kitty Palmer, um, Pungai Fungi, thank you very much. Imla Buddha, sixty one, thank you. Uh, Diane Hilbert, thank you very much as always. Mickey Dole, thanks for joining us tonight. Uh, Snaggletooth Patrick, thank you. Clairvoyant DJ, thank you very much for joining us. Shay Carroll, thank you, and thank you earlier for the uh, for the help of Spreaker. Appreciate that. Um, um, Luli Tubi, again, be careful driving. Do appreciate that. Ether Shadow, thank you for joining us again tonight. Uh, Jen, um, she already took off, but we'll give a shout out for Jen. Uh, Jen and Zippy have joined us out there on Patreon as well. Um, and Jen had some super chats in here tonight as well, so that's awesome. Um, who else we got? So I know we had some new faces in here too a little bit earlier on. I know I, I ended up talking way over. So Lee Earl, thank you, Lee. Uh, appreciate your questions tonight. Um, who else? So uh, Corinna Jenkins, thank you. Samuel Hall, hey Samuel. Um, yeah, get well and happy Valentine's Day. That was a while ago. <laughs> uh, yeah, it is Valentine's Day. Shauna, uh, I love you. <laughs> um, Valentine's Day here. It's not there where she's at yet. So, um, Paige Lee, um, I know you had uh, some questions earlier. Thank you. Um, who else we got? I see the hearts down there in Periscope. Thank you very much. Uh, Carrie Parrish, thank you. Um, uh, Luda Fan G, thank you, and uh, Greg Renkin, thank you um, for your comments as well. Susan Stack, Bethany Warner, and I'm gonna scroll back down. And I'm getting tired. <laughs> Shout out! I'm gonna marry that man someday. Yeah, hopefully sooner rather than later. <laughs> so, um, all right, I'll say to DP. Um, mentioned earlier, uh, always watching, but rarely, um, <laughs> but rarely commenting. So we do thank you. And, um, yeah, I think that is about it. So if I missed you, I do apologize. Um, 
Always a lot of chat. Really do appreciate that. Again, thank you down there in Periscope as well. So, of course, um, other side. So, Ghosty, T-shirts, all that stuff, always available. You can check that out, hunterofmedia.com. Um, you know, I'm working on beanies. It's It's been kind of a pain because they re require vector graphics, and they just have the stuff I'm submitting just it keeps getting rejected. So, um, And, yes, the hand fasting uh, was awesome. So we do have our hand fasting video up on the channel. <laughs> it's out there. Um, and yeah, there you go, Shauna. For those who cannot make it, we will live stream it. We can do that. We can live stream that. Um, do we have a date yet? Um, no, we don't have a date yet. So one of the things that has to happen is we need to be in the same state <laughs> first. I get out there as often as I can. She's been out here a couple times too. It's a little bit tougher for Shauna to travel because of the way her schedule works and you know her, her boys are there with her so there's all always the logistics but i make it out there as, as often as i can get out there um uh and blu-ray all the footage get the popcorn there you go tim yeah um yeah live stream everybody's gonna want to watch the live stream that's awesome <laughs> all right so shauna i think we've got it we're gonna live stream the wedding <laughs> oh wow all right, so, um, yeah, White Wedding, B3 Airspeed, White Wedding. Bring Ghosty. Well, hey, yeah, we've got to have Ghosty. Ghosty will be there. Okay, everybody, I think that's about it. Um, yes, Shauna needs to heal up. Please, more positive energy uh, for her. Also, to Donna Gordon, uh, one of our Cheshire cats, um, she is at home watching. I don't know if she was watching this late because it's past midnight now, but um, she had a nasty spill earlier today, and so um, she she popped it on but was unable to um, to chat. She hurt her hands in the fall and all that. So uh, also positive uh, energy out for her. And, um, yeah, of course, for Shauna with her, you know, she wasn't feeling well tonight, but she also had the gallbladder removal and everything last week. So a lot of stuff going on there. So. Uh, we thank all of you. Had a great conversation tonight. So next week, <laughs> next week's going to be Gonsfeld. Next week's going to be Gonsfeld. So, um, yeah, it just, Nishana was unable to do it tonight. So, but of course, give her a break. She's healing. <laughs> so till next time, I'm Mike Ricksecker. Oh, and I know I mentioned at the very, 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 very beginning of the show, the new music that kicked on, let us know what you think of it, okay? Because, like I said, there's three different pieces that uh, Rio has given us, and so I want to try to figure out which one is the best one for the show. So I do, I would appreciate your period, uh, <laughs> opinions on that as well. I'm going to play it here when I close out so that um, you guys can get another listen on it. So, um, And this one is called Darkest Wonderland. So I love the name. I mean, it plays, the name plays perfectly in the edge of the rabbit hole, but um, we need music here for, uh, for Inside the Upside Down. So until next time, I'm Mike Ricksecker. Take care.